Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with my man, Lance Botman. What's up, buddy? What's up, Corey? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, my friend. So we were just chatting. Thanks for having me. Oh, You're course, absolutely nice welcome. I love your podcast, man. I appreciate that. Well, look, you're pretty well known in the industry, but for the people that don't know who you are, just give a little bit of a background, and I want to pick up where we left off a second ago. Lance Botman from Philadelphia. Founded one SEO digital agency, one of the founders of yellowpages.com, a few other home service companies that I've sold to private equity now, own one, two, three, four roofing companies, painting companies, HVAC companies, IT company, doing a little over 100 million plus this year in revenue and growing. But it didn't start there, I'm assuming, but which we'll get into that in a second. So it never starts. <laughs> <laughs> So you were telling me you're you're heading up to New York to meet your son that you met ten years ago, and your wife is I think you said you've been married to eleven years. Is that right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about right now. Tell me a little bit about your you meeting your son ten years ago because I have actually almost I almost identical years. I met my daughter. She's fourteen. So yeah, about ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, my son, I mean, listen, my son's Andrew, he's 32 years old. And uh, as mom told me on Facebook, when he was just turning 22, hey, do you have, this is your son. Uh, I was getting ready to speak up in Seattle at a conference. And uh, my wife was actually nine months pregnant with my son, LJ. I had to call my wife up and say, I'm not going to be home for a few days. And I'll talk to you when I get back. And uh, listen, I called my son up. Is it his fault? And I said, I want to come meet you. Met my son, packed him up, moved him right over. All right. So, you, all right. So, is not your current wife's son? No, he's 20, he's 32 years old. I was 15. His mom was 24, 23. Slept with her one time. She's a good woman, good friends with her. My wife's good friends with her. She travels with us. I have no hard feelings. Listen, she got my son healthy. Timmy, he's a good kid. It's in the past, it's in the past. Shit happens, people make mistakes. So tell me about what you mean. Tell me about that, whatever you felt after that conversation. That had to be like that had to be there had to be a lot of emotions going through your brain at that time. Listen, I always say this to people, I don't give a fuck how you feel. You got to do the right thing. So it doesn't matter what my emotions are. I got to do the right thing. Fighting with his mother about anything only hurts my son. So I'm not doing that. That's off the table. The why doesn't matter because I never asked that, never will ask that. So that's off the table. And 
I love my son. I love his mother. I die for his mother. She's the mother of my kid. It's, just, it's a wrap. I mean, it's just, I have different, I have a different compass when it comes to my family. You do have a different compass. You got a lot of kids too, right? Eight? I got four, son, I got four sons. Four sons. Why do I think four you had sons. eight kids? Now I have four. Okay. Four boys. Well, the reason I think that's really interesting, Lance, is, you know, like I said before, my I met my daughter when, obviously, after I met my wife. She's not biologically my daughter, but I kind of had to step into play. I had to step in as dad. Like, the other, you know, her biological father just wasn't really around. He was around, but he was just, you know, he was a little, he just wasn't present. He wasn't really a dad. And so I, I just didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't really expect to step into that role. And so it was really different for me to have to take on that responsibility. So you had some practice before that. It is a lot. 21 years later, she hit me up on Facebook. That's why. My wife was pregnant with our first son, LJ. She was nine months pregnant. And I opened the door down my shore house and introduced to Andrew and said, this is my son. All right. My wife gave me a hug, a kiss. She said, Andrew, come in with us. I know your father. She never goes back, accepted him right from the rip. And how's how so how's your relationship with him now? I'm going to meet him in New York. I have a great one. Listen, it's, he's a great kid. I mean, he's a great man. He's not even a kid. You know, it's a, it's like every other father and son. There's ups and downs, there's good and bad, and all any father wants is for their son to be truly happy. That's all that's all that's all I want. That's pretty incredible, dude. That's pretty wild. I mean, I'm you know, kudos for her for to reaching out. But were you still like obviously you weren't still friends with her at the time, right? I didn't know who she was. Right, right, right. I mean, if she wasn't the lifeguard at the pool, I'd have never remembered her. But any 50-year-old kid's gonna remember sleeping with the lifeguard at like (laughs) it's really not like like she wasn't the lifeguard at the pool, I would have never remembered her. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Good for you, dude. That's, uh, I don't even know what to say. I just didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. So, I, mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I, I think, you know, that's a, I think his mother's a great woman. I think she's a nurse. I think she's a good pillar of the community. She has other kids. They're great kids. She was a good wife to her husband. I mean, you know, just, she's a good friend of my wife. I mean, shit happens in life. People, you gotta look at the body of work and not a mistake someone makes. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I'm glad people don't judge me on the mistakes I've made. I can tell you that. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> ditto, ditto, ditto. Well, so I, is it safe to assume you're probably pretty strong in your faith, whatever that is? I'm very strong in my faith. You know, I don't talk about religion, but I tell people, you know, there's certain things I believe in. I believe in second chances. I believe in. I love people that are in recovery because they have strong faith. I'm not in recovery, but I wish more people were, truthfully. But yeah, I have a very strong guiding light. And listen, I make mistakes. They tell everybody. I'm a human being. Everyone makes mistakes. It's how you handle those mistakes. That's right. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I actually am in recovery. I haven't drank, and talk about mistakes, I haven't drank in almost 14 years but it's not quite like it sounds like I did. You know, I smoked weed for a while, which you can't be in recovery. You can't be sober living a sober life. If you're smoking weed, I mean that. And again, that's just for me. That doesn't mean for anybody else. 
But for me personally, it it blocked my spiritual connection. And the reason it blocked my spiritual connection is because I allowed it to. I allowed, you know, I would turn to that instead of turning to God. And I didn't realize it at the time until, you know, earlier this year, I realized things just weren't working out like I needed them to, or like I planned on them working out. And the truth of the matter is I just had to change some things. Yeah. I mean, self-reflection. I mean, one of my partners, Matt Ratkab, he has 18 years sober. He says all the time to everyone, man, you've got to work on yourself. You know, your self-improvement is your biggest thing. And I mean, I had to say this, if you're in recovery, I don't think you smoke weed. I don't think you drink. I don't think all that shit. I think it's all off the table. I mean, you know, I've lost brothers to heroin that died. You know, I've seen the drug addiction. I never did a drug, so I'm very fortunate. This was never my thing. I knew if I ever tried drugs, I'd be the best fucking drug addict you've ever seen. Because I am intense and competitive at everything. And I go 150 miles per hour. And I knew if I ever touched cocaine, heroin, whatever it may be, I would be off to the races and wasn't anybody going to catch me. So I just never did it. Ah, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I yeah. never did it. And I've been around. I owned bars, nightclubs when I was younger. It'd always be around me. People are like, why won't you? I'm like, because I know. I've seen what it did to my brothers. I've seen what it did to other people. I'm like, and I'm more addicted than they are. How old was your brother when he passed? He was 42 years old, I think. Died of heroin overdose. Man. Yep. And it destroyed my family. In what way? You know? I mean, I, it makes sense that it did. Oh, but... my God. Just, just, you know, we grew up very abused, mentally, socially, physically. Every Bachman boy's been in a prison cell for quite some time. I'm not talking about a night or two. I'm talking about years at a time, you know, including myself. So... You know, when you grow up like that and then when these things keep happening, there's no leadership. And listen, we're one of 14, nine boys, five girls. My brother Joe died. Like It really was just like the end of what once was probably the best Bachman family you ever could have had. That was the nail in the coffin. Man. So you said every Bachman has spent time behind the bars? Every Bachman boy, every male Bachman. And that's why change, I always say to people, you got to change the stars of your children. That is your job to change. And in one lifetime, I changed the history of my family. One lifetime. I was that guy. How about that? So can you dive into a little bit of the reason why, you know, whatever your troubles were or whatever you got in trouble for? Fist fights. The only thing I've ever in trouble for fist fights. Any podcast, everyone knows. But I never hit it. Like, like I was the vice president of AT&T for the whole country, and they knew I was a convicted felon from 1992 for a fist fight. Like, I never hit it. You know, I walked in, this is who I am. Am I proud of it? No. You know, but I made a mistake. I'm not going to beat myself up every day. I beat myself. You can't say nothing to me that I haven't said about myself to myself. So, like, you can't physically hurt me more than I've already been physically hurt. So when you understand that, and you understand this from being in recovery, the things that you said to yourself, the the abuse you put yourself through, when you find that path to whatever it is you want to call it to your self-worth, you're just like, hey, this is who I am. 
And if you want to roll with me, I'm down. I'm going to do something great. If you don't want to roll with me, I get it. Like, it's cool, man. Yeah, you're right. Because there's nobody on this planet could talk more shit to me than me. I was working out this morning. My wife walked in. I started talking to her just about winning and this and that. And, you know, she could tell I was talking to myself. And she's like, Lance, like, relax. Like, you won, man. You've done more than most people ever could achieve in a lifetime. Like, you won. I'm like, no, we got it. She's like, just relax. It's hard to turn that off, isn't it? It's very hard for me to disconnect from wanting to win. Yeah. It's very hard. How has that caused how has that caused issues in your life? This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. That's caused a lot. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm a self-aware man. I mean, listen, you know, when you're sitting in a room, you want to win so bad and you want to keep growing companies and build and change people's lives. And you feel like you're truly on the mission that I'm on and I'm blessed and I'm blessed with abundance and I want to give it back. And, you know, not everybody's on board for that. And I'm okay with that. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes, you know, when I was younger, I talked to people the wrong way because I wanted to win. So, you know, it just, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, but now I'm going to be 50 this year. I'm a father. I sold multiple companies to private equity, as you know. I own multiple companies. I try and do the best I can to control the winning and make sure that one's set up for success and kind of just keep pushing and pushing. And it's not about the money. Like the money's already there, right? So it's more about it's more about that. It's more about the feeling you get from is it the buying the selling is it the impact i would assume it's impact for me it's about changing lives i want to make as many people in the home service roofing painting power washing hvac industry not so much hvac as much as roofing power washing siding i want to make as many people multimillionaires as possible meaning i partner with you you're an operator and i we scale we get all the checks in place and then we sell the product equity and when you get that big fucking check i see you smile i see you crying holding your kids knowing you took those chips off the table and it changed the course of your family's life i mean i've done it now multiple times and i've seen grown men cry as i hold them just thanking like it's just the best feeling there's no better feeling knowing the impact of that what do you look for in a guy that you want to help change their life like that is there certain characteristics that you look for will versus skill I don't need the polished Ivy League asshole born on third base. He's not my type of guy. Actually, I don't want to deal with them people, to be honest with you. I have no problem saying that. Winners, I want winners. People don't know how to compete. You know, you could be a a winner and still lost and failed a lot. But the winner truly gets up and keeps going. I I try to explain that to people. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, just can't have success now. You failed 30 times. On the 31st one, because you kept going, you're going to win. Like, that's how it works. Like, 
You know, just go out there and get a takedown. I tell my sons, I get taken down 10 times. I just go, get, just go out and get one. It all starts with one, right? I look for people in recovery. I'm big into recovery, military, people that have been locked up need second chances, people with families. Like I tell people this all the time, they say, what do you mean with families? I, say, I don't care if you're married or not married, but you better take care of your fucking kids. Like, I don't care that you don't like your wife or your husband. And I don't understand how you could not like your wife or your husband after you get done sleeping with them for two years, five years, 10 years, whatever the divorce reason is. I mean, I don't care if someone cheated or you just didn't like each other, whatever the reason is. It's like, who cares? It's over. Get along. Yeah. It's over. I never understood that. Like, I hate that person. Why? It's over. Yeah. It's over. So you think it's better for a couple that maybe they've fallen out of love, maybe they're, you know, I, various reasons people that happens. But would you say that it's better for them to stay in it for the kid or, you know, I suppose it's case by case basis, but or would you say that? No, I don't think you fall out of love. I think you stop talking. Listen, me and my wife have been together for years. We've had ups and downs. I have no problem saying to anyone like. We've had ups and downs. Shit's not always great, but I can tell you this. I love my wife more today than I've ever loved her in my life. And we've had ups and downs and problems, and you got to work on it, man. Like, fuck, it ain't. Dude, when you're doing things, it's stressful. Kids are stressful. I think kids are the most stressful thing of anything, right? Like, so I think that's high-impact stress. Money's high-impact stress. I think, you know, people take the easy way out. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying if you get divorced, it's the easy way out. Some people should be divorced. Some people just should not be together. But I'm, for me, I don't I, I don't stay for my kids. Probably in the beginning I did. But now I wouldn't want to leave. Yeah. My kids could be 60 years old. I'm staying with my wife. She's my best friend. I get to hang out with her. I get to laugh with her. I get to joke with her. Not all the time, but when we do. And so for me, it's a little different. So I really can't give you advice on that. Like, I think got to follow your heart man yeah i agree but you said something really important there and that's the communication portion if you don't communicate it's really hard to have a good relationship with anybody for that matter i always say this every deal never closes once the communication stops every problem will never be solved once the communication stops it's real simple if you don't communicate it's over communicate i'd rather have a kid that can be a great communicator and be the dumbest kid in the classroom than the smartest kid in the classroom and can't communicate. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So all the guys that are multimillionaires and self-made, they have great communication skills. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Interesting. And it's really fascinating that I mean, it really, I guess it's not fascinating because of the story about your brother and, and what you went through with that, that you look for people in recovery. Do you find that people in recovery work? It seems like, like and I'm not saying this because I'm in recovery, but like I, I have an innate desire. And I think maybe it's because of the garbage that I've gone to. Like, I just I might get knocked down 30 times. You're right. But there's zero chance I'm not getting up. Listen, you tasted the canvas. When people taste the canvas, they get a little bit of taste of success. They get addicted to it. They run to it. And you got to remember, people in recovery, a lot of people that have addictive personality don't understand. They think drug is what addicted them. No, they're addictive personality, right? I believe that, right? 
So when you give them the ultimate high, the dopamine high, making money, feeling good about themselves, you know, being a man in a different way, they're like, dude, this is awesome. I'm having fun. I'm competing. And then once you sell one or two companies and you're a millionaire, you're like, I'm not never going to stop doing this. So, yeah. I mean, and I look for people that have been in trouble because I believe this America deserves second chance. This is the greatest country in the world. This is the greatest country in the world. You deserve second chances. Yeah. I've had several. And, you know, I, I, no, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree. If I hadn't had second chance, there's zero chance I'd be sitting here right now. Period. Of course. Zero chance I'm sitting here. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, you can't shoot, you know, you can't shoot the wounded. You got to, you know, it's funny because you see people come back. And really, the guy that picks up a white chip, so to speak, after, you know, coming back 15 times, there's something about that dude that you know he's going to get it. But that's not always the case with somebody that just comes in for the first time. In fact, you can almost guarantee that's not going to be the first time they pick up a white chip. I say this all the time. I've been doing this for 30 years now. People don't realize, like, you know, Bradley said to me, he said, you're the most undercover guy probably in America. Like, you really, because I only started doing social media right about a year or two ago, really getting into it, you know, and I didn't do a lot of speaking because I was busy building companies, right? So, and then, like, I kind of was like, you know what? People were saying, you got to do this, you got to do it. So I was like, I will, whatever, I'm in. Let's, let's let it rip. Let's see what happens. And it's been great, right? But, I probably made $20 million in mistakes. So when people say, why do I part? Why, why should I partner with you? And you know, you're not really giving much money for my company. I'm like, well, I really am because you don't understand how much money I'm going to save you in mistakes and get you to the promised land. Well, I could probably do it on my own. Well, then don't, why'd you knock on my door? We'll go get them guy. Yeah. You say Brad Lee, he's a buddy of mine. I love, I, I think Brad Lee's a trip. He is something else. Were you on his show? Yeah, I was on a show. Yeah, he's a funny dude. He is a funny dude. He is something else. God knows he's something else. But yeah, dude, the mistakes that, you know, the mistakes that we make, you're right. That's where the value comes in. A hundred percent. Because if I can prevent you from making X, Y, Z mistake, there's sometimes you can't even put a dollar amount on that. Those mistakes would put most people out of business. They would break their spirit. You know, People's egos is why they're not successful. You know, I said to the guy today, I was talking to him, right? And I'm very direct with people when they call me. I probably get anywhere between five and 10 people a day reaching out to me to be their partner, right? Through social media, text messages. I mean, people just cold call my phone now because I give my cell phone to everyone because I just, that's who I am, right? So oh, my, my voice box is filled every day if I don't delete it almost every two hours, right? People are just calling. and you know, it's special to feel that I have. That's a special feeling that so many people want to partner. But I'm very direct. Listen, I'm a 50 from the rip and like that. And the guy's wanting to listen, I'm okay with that. Because I see what you're building and what you've done. And 50% of 50 million is a lot better than 100% of the 4 million I'm doing now. Like, we got no problem. And, you know, I started laughing because he got it right. And then, you know, probably four out of 10 people say, well, I don't want to partner It's 50%. And I mean, you say, hey, listen, I wish you the best. I hang up because I don't waste time. I don't believe in that. 
I'm a very drunk man, so I don't believe in wasting time. I think that's the worst thing human beings could do. So then I'd say three out of 10 are like, well, you know, I could probably do this on my own, go to a coaching group. Yeah, and I give them the old, do you watch porn? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, do you think your wife thinks you're a porn star? And they're like, huh? I'm like, probably not. And, uh, you know, reality check, just because you watch something doesn't mean you can do it. So that's three. And then you get the other three people that are in. And then I bet them character. Can I mesh with them? Do we have the chemistry? I give them, there's one chief in every village speech. And, you know, just, you know, just make sure it's set up for success. Never had an issue with part of So I just want to keep it that way. Dang, that's pretty impressive. And how many partners have you had? Just that curiosity. Over 10. Yeah, I bet. Maybe 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Never had an but, issue. But you set the expectation, you set the dynamic up in a way that you know that works for you and that you really ultimately know that's going to work for them or it should work with them. It will work for them. I mean, we've never had a company fail. So it's just, it's not, it's just, that's why I don't run in everything. I look at everything and I pick the right things. I pick the right person. I'm betting on the person that I'm going. I'm a man of my word. If you're a man of your word, we're going to get along real good. We're going to get along great. We're going to do great things together. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to break it up in an amicable way where it's fair. It's actually more fair to you than me because I just went out at that point. Yeah. And that's okay. Not everything yeah. works. You're right. I think a lot of people hang on, though, right? I'm not hanging on to anything. The only thing I'm hanging on to is my wife and kids. Everything else is business. Yeah. It's business. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are you seeing, to shift it towards business just a little bit here, what are you seeing coming? Yeah, look, there's. I'm hearing a lot of stuff. I'm hearing a lot about, there's a lot of banks that are closing, all right? And I don't know how many people know that, but it's a pretty, it's a lot more than what people would like. It's far greater than what people think. Where do you think we're headed? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you something. I don't watch the news. I don't give a fuck. I build my companies. I sell them. I put my money in money markets and real estate, my own companies. And I don't even comment on that stuff. And I'm just being honest with you. I think, you know, I can control what I can control. So whatever rules you put in front of me, I'm going to play by them rules. And I'm going to just grab the money and build businesses. So I don't care. I tell people, I don't care if, Fucking PNC bankers out of that business. And no, if I got a half million dollars in, I lose it. Fuck it. I'm moving on. I can't worry about all the what ifs in life. So I don't even watch the news. I don't pay attention. I just found out an independent guy is running for president and they tried talking. I said, I don't give a shit. I'm like, what? Why? I don't. What's Scooby doing as our president? I'm building businesses. I don't give a shit. Yeah. The makes sense. Clear. There's no other conversations for me. If it doesn't make money in my businesses, I don't want to discuss it unless it's about my children, my family, sports, my kids' sports. I just don't care. Like, nothing interests me. You couldn't get, like, people are like, you don't want to talk about what's going on in the world? I didn't know Ukraine was in a fight with Russia until, like, 
five months ago, girl in my office told me her mom was going to Ukraine because her brother's fighting the war there. I'm like, what war? Yeah. The news is... I legit don't watch the news. Yeah, me either. Me either. It's a a propaganda site. That's right. It's It's a propaganda site. It's pretty bizarre how true that statement is. It's pretty bizarre how many people don't know how true that statement is. Listen, I was at the dinner table, right? I'm just going to show you how uneducated people are. I was at the dinner table. I'm not going to say where because these people know who I'm talking about, right? And we're all Republicans. I don't give a shit if you're Republican or Democrat. I think you're both scumbags. So that ends up for me, right? So they're talking about how Fox News is the only true, real... Republican and Newsmax. I just started laughing. I said, why is everyone laughing? I said, you know, Fox News is owned by Disney, which is one of the biggest liberal things out there. And they said, no, it's not. No, it's not. I said, no, Fox News is owned by Disney. They bought it three years ago. See, I'm a fact guy. I'm not a headline fucking guy, right? And they were like, that's not true. Right at the table, I Googled it, proved it, showed it, and they're like, whoa. I said, they're controlling that narrative also. That's right. I said, guys, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. They couldn't believe it. Most people don't know that. So, like, they're literally marketing agencies to get you to believe whatever they're selling. That's right. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I used the perfect example of how good these people are, right? During COVID, and I'm not saying COVID wasn't real or not real, you know, what I'm saying is this. There was a drug. I forget the name of the drug. I used it as an example, right? And everyone was saying, don't take this drug. And Trump was saying, take the drug and a few other. And they started just banning people off of social media. And I said to the guy at the table that was talking, I said, if I told you eating that napkin would save your life and you had a good chance of dying, but it might save your life. It saved people's lives from brain tumors. It saved people's lives from other things. Would you eat the fucking napkin? He goes, yeah. I go, so what was the harm? Why not just eat the fucking pill? Yeah. But I mean, there's so much money, so much propaganda. So, you know, people that buy into the fear monger of all the what ifs and what's that, you can't control it. Roll up your sleeves, go have fun, jump on board, grab your shield, grab your sword, and go build businesses and have some fun. Get your warriors together. Don't worry about the what ifs. The what ifs will give you anxiety. You don't want anxiety. Yeah. But you said something really important that I've had to actually come to the realization is if I can't, if it's outside of my reach, I can't do anything about it. I don't care if it's my kid, my wife. It doesn't matter. If I can't touch it, I have no control over it. None. That's why people hate flying so much because you can't control it. Driving a car, I'm on a Zoom with you. A lot more dangerous than being 30,000 miles in the air. That's right. Yeah, I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here smiling on my face with you. <laughs> no, that's yeah. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. But I think it's a hard thing for people to to grasp, and I don't, I don't know that most people grasp it. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm not worried about most people. I'm worried about the people that's helping me build businesses, people that want to win, and people in my wife and family. I don't, I don't care. Like people be like. Hey, can you donate to this? I'm like, no, the only thing I donate is to for children that are abused and people and juvenile delinquents. That's it. I want to help kids, kids that have a tough 
No, I don't donate to anything else. I'm sorry. A few of my friends have cancer things. I'll help out because I've done it because they're my friends. But outside of that, no, not doing it. Yeah. Well, we could go down the rabbit hole of donation places all day long and how scammy they are, but we'll save people for that. Yeah, but what you can do, oh, you can say to the donation place, I want to see where my money goes, and I'm not giving you money, and almost everyone does it now. Because people know. There's some great ones out there. There is. Beat the Streets, James Mangan. I mean, come on. He's one of the best ones out there. That money's going to them kids. This girl, Cherise, has a fundraiser herself, and she shows you where the money goes. Like, you know, there, there's some good people out there, but you are right. There's some very shitty ones out there, and the ones that don't want to show where the money goes, I wouldn't donate to them. Right. It's funny, dude. Like, I was thinking, of, uh, I was listening to something. I don't remember what it was, and I don't even remember how long ago it was, but somebody, they were talking about how much money, and it was astronomical amount, and the, that gets pumped into the homeless population or whatever in California. Dude, there's the worst homeless problem out there I've ever seen in my life. And it's staggering the amount of money that actually goes to that. But anyway, that's not really any of my business, nor well, do I care because I'm not. The money's not going to the homeless people. It's going to the politicians. That's right. It's going to employ their friends that do nothing. I mean, it's, come on, man. The system's rigged. Why do people even watch? You can't control it. Fuck them all. That's right. I agree with you. Well, listen, Lance, I really enjoyed this conversation. It kind of went all over the place, which I really like. We touched on a lot of different things. And I really appreciate you just coming on and just kind of shooting the shit with me today and us talking about, you know, just, you know, a little bit different conversation maybe than I usually have or maybe than you usually have on here. I don't know, you know, where if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how would they do that? My cell phone, 215-796-4393. Google me and you'll go right to LB Caps website. Contact me. I'm the easiest guy to get a hold of. Text me, call me. I give everybody my real cell phone number. Yep. And you respond. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. All right, yeah, my man. You text me. Yeah. All right. If you, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You see, I respond. No doubt. That's right. So appreciate you, Lance. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for everything. You got Good it, job. Brother. Keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.